0: Listener production. Whether it's a smoothie at 7 a.m., French toast at 4 p.m., or a bacon and egg roll at midnight, this is the podcast for you. It's delicious! It's Matt and Alex all-day breakfast.
1: Now, Matt, I've got a lot of respect for Hamish and Andy. I got a lot of time for the boys. Very nice dudes, very funny dudes. Watching their first TV show, you know, growing up. Hilarious when they were they were the cops at the um the checkout, eight items or less checkout.
2: You know, loved it. Hmm. You know, enjoyed their aria hosting great they're some of the funniest nicest guys that yeah. I've met in this in this business which is why it's
1: frustrating it is well it is frustrating because you know they're they're very nice they're very funny they're very successful which makes yeah. it all the weirder that they would um, attack our show in the, in the way that will be revealed a little bit later on. Today,
2: absolutely despicable. Um, <laughs> I mean, and if I'm this not... isn't on the front cover of every media organisation, yeah, coming up, then well, we know that there's some sort of inside job. Mm. And look, we don't know who they're in cahoots with, or even if they're aware that they're
1: being used as puppets for this by the uh, <laughs> puppet masters that run the Australian media, right? These uh, people who are like toying with us, like marionettes.
2: Yeah, the old. Jim Henson. The
1: old Jim Henson treatment. Yeah, exactly right. netted at First hey. Sight. Could few be a series. Kermit. About, yeah, a couple of. Kermit the Frogs. A few. Um, the Count from Sesame Street doing a duet with Billie Eilish. You know, we know who organised that. Bloody Kerry Packer. Don't we? Anyway, um, that's coming up later on at um, it, it's Silly. But it's also extremely serious, particularly, you know, in this these troubling times of election frauds and whatnot, so to speak.
2: Absolutely. I'm glad that someone's... And, you know, I'm a bit nervous (laughs) about even bringing it up, to be (laughs) honest. I think we should just get on with the rest of our show because I'm starting to feel a little bit unsafe.
1: To talk about this. Right, yeah. We'll we'll bury that at the the end. You'll be able to hear it. But there's uh, plenty more to uh, wrap your ears around today. Including,
2: including, actually, including, Daiso just drops this bomb on us about this weird dolphin story, which... (laughs) Look, you'll hear about that later on as well. It's the first I'd ever heard of it, and Daiso off airs like, reading little snippets of this article. You'll hear about it soon, but let's get stuck into another story that uh, grabbed our attention this week. It's to do with the festive season coming up. This is Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast.
0: This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast.
1: Now, Matt, we talked a little bit earlier in the week uh, about some silly competitions that have been going on, one of which is uh, listeners Harry's Christmas tradition of Who Has the Biggest Head, Australia's favourite game show, uh, which takes place at his dinner table. But it's interesting to to see recent reports about the the royal family also having a bit of a, uh, a Christmas tradition.
2: Yeah, it's not just a matter of uh, who's got the biggest head, but the more they get the tape measure out and do it around the old belt line. Uh, <laughs> who's got who, the billest, biggest belly? Yeah, well, they uh, they get some scales out. This is according to a uh, royal expert, Ingrid Seward, uh, who told Grazia magazine a little while back, but it has since been confirmed that on Christmas Day, the uh, there's a tradition that every member of the royal family must follow. They've got to get on some
1: antique scales and get weighed before Christmas dinner like a jockey about to run the cup <laughs> and then afterwards, after they've eaten, back on the scales and um, see what they're, what they're carrying. Um, it was a tradition started by um, King Edward Seventh in the early 1900s to ensure all uh, people were well fed and, by the sounds of things, well
2: embarrassed. Nah, you know what? Now that I think about it, it's definitely to make sure no one's leaving with some crown jewels. <laughs> like as if as if you're going to go over to the royal family's place for Christmas and people aren't going to be sus on you for stealing, you know, a few presents of your tree. own.
1: Yeah, for sure. I remember playing playing footy. <laughs> I had to um, – a couple of times they brought in you get weighed before the match and weighed after to see how much you lose in like sweat and that kind of thing. And what's interesting about that is when I got weighed, I, I – I weighed more than I weighed at the start of the game on the way off. I'm not sure if I had a big drink of water right before jumping back on the scales. How the hell does that work? people are losing kilograms work? and I'll, I know. I'll die so. I went for a little snack on some potato wedges with the sweet chilli sour cream. Um, sour cream first, of course.
2: Then there should also be a little scale that um, sort of sits in the toilet bowl as well. So that you can also measure what's gone out while you've been in. We should be weighing everything anyway. You know? But
1: that, that's interesting around the Chrissy table at Buckingham Palace. Uh, but we've also got Kate from Queensland,
2: who's got a, an interesting tradition as well. G'day, Kate. Hi. How are you going? Good, thanks, Kate. Now, does your family get the old scales out at Christmas time? We
0: certainly do. Yes, <laughs> first thing in the morning on Christmas Day. <laughs>
2: Oh, you're kidding. And then what? And then, then, at the very end of the day, what before you all go well, we to bed? We do. So
0: it's quite a process. First thing in the morning, we all get up. Um, everyone gets weighed. Uh, data <laughs> is recorded in a spreadsheet. Uh, step two is then to predict your weight gain throughout the day.
1: All very right. So there's an element of gambling to this as well.
0: Absolutely. So, yes, yeah, <laughs> so it's a two-part competition. So there is a competition for... <laughs> Um, closest to the pin. So, basically, you guess your weight. Um, if you've managed to get it right, that's you braving rights. Well done for the rest of you know the year.
1: For the next year, and, of
0: course. Oh, absolutely. And competition two being most weight gained during Christmas Day, so your fat bastard prize.
2: Oh, wow. So, I mean, tell tell us about some of the uh, – what are some of the gains people have made? What's the record? We've had a few,
0: there's a few good ones. I've got my brother to send me the spreadsheet. Obviously, we've got years of – of data recorded, um, pie charts, graphs, everything is there, trust me. Oh, um,
1: would be a bloody we've... pie chart for this kind of competition, for sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the um, the largest weight gain through one day was that six kilos, I think. So I checked the record. How does a person
1: put that much weight into their body in a day? Yeah. That's no toilet
2: breaks. I swear. <laughs> well,
0: I don't. I don't. I don't know his message. So I'm not sure if there was weights in the pockets for the second weigh-in or not. But it was pretty impressive. We do have two chefs in the family, so we do cook well. I think. Oh, okay,
2: okay. Yeah, and I mean that would also. You'd need to be. Are you in a? Oh, you're in Queensland, so there would have been a lot of sweating involved as well on a Christmas That's day. Also so a lot of fear. I don't know how they would have retained <laughs> yeah. the. Yeah. Mm. Well, of course, yeah. to stay. Uh, you know, to quench that thirst. Well, so. like a. Yeah, I don't know how you would have prevented the sweating yeah, from uh, and happening.
0: Like- there is a prize. Did I tell you about the prize?
1: No, I thought bragging rights is oh. what we were going away with here. Yeah. Yeah, what are you bragging
0: win? Bragging rights for the closest to the pin, but the prize for the Fat Bastard competition... <laughs> is the jar of all of the fat and drippings from all the roasting trays throughout the day. So we collect all that in a jar and that's presented oh, that's at the despic- end of tonight.
2: That's despicable. <laughs> my mouth is watering just oh, thinking about some of them potatoes <laughs> oh, yeah. that are going to be
1: happening no, just on all the uh, the, the
2: post-championship.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Fantastic.
1: Oh, my word. Is it like a King's Cup situation? That you need to, to scull it in front of everyone or what?
0: Oh, no, 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 no,
1: we're not that big. <laughs> okay, just keep it on the mantle for a, for a great Absolutely. prize. That's incredible. Um, so this is becoming quite a professional event over the years, I would have thought. Are, are people um, now entering different weight divisions like boxing? Are you are you hitting the saunas to sweat out before you get it so you are the absolute lightest? And are people de-robing before they step on the scales?
0: There, look, there's a few tactics there are. So, I mean, some people are not having too much to eat the day before initial weigh-in just to make sure they've got, you know, coming in at a really low weight. Um, you know, there's a lot of tactics, a lot of holding in bathroom breaks towards the end of the day. <laughs> there's a lot of discussion over over how it works. <laughs> it is. Oh, look, yes, It's Christmas.
2: <laughs> Yeah, exactly. If you're allowed to do it one day a year, then why exactly. not? Thanks so much for that one. <laughs> Thanks, Kate. No Have a Merry Christmas this year. Too. Can't wait. Hope you win it. Hope you take
0: out the <laughs> crown and get them dripping. It's not my expertise. Sorry, I'm I'm just there for the fun.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, enjoy, it, Kate. Thanks for joining us on All Day Breakfast. <laughs> Thank you.
0: See you later. Oh.
2: Well, strap on the stack hat, Alex Dyson, because I'm about to blow your mind.
1: That's right. Mind blown again for another week here at All Day Breakfast. Matt O'Kine searching his 1001 Fantastic Facts book to try and um, figure out what's going to absolutely leave us scratching our... um, well, I was going to say head, the insides
2: but... of your skull. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. That's how. Uh, that's how impressive some of these facts are. And the first one, actually, I'm going to kick off with mm. this week. And, and b- by the way, if you haven't listened to this segment before, it's my job to make Alex's uh, <laughs> mind blown. And if I fail to do that, I could also cop one of these.
0: Uh, <laughs> my mild, mild, groan, groan. Yeah. yeah, you've been oh. getting
1: better at it, though, because I think after a few mild groans at the start, you really lifted your game because it is the, the ultimate insult. It, it feels... It's a little ha- bit... Having the world of facts at your d- disposal and only managing <laughs> to get a mild groan out of me. I mean, it's, uh, it's pretty uh, pretty embarrassing stuff. So uh, what do you got for us this time?
2: Well, the first one I'm going to lead with is one that blew my mind, mm-hmm. okay, when I uh, read about it. Um, dolphins... You know, cuddly, cute, cuddly, Ooh, sweet. Cuddly? Oh, you know, they're sort of, they're sort of slithery and wet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be um, a bit slippery more than well, cuddly. It, uh, well, hold on. That depends on who you are. All right. I'm sure if you're another dolphin, then the dolphins are very mm. cuddly. Or well, there's that
1: study of a person who lived with a dolphin and ended up getting a little bit romantic with
2: them. What? Yeah, look it up. There's a mind-blowing fact. <laughs> All right, dolphins sleep with one eye open. Right. They have to stay alert and awake most mm-hmm. of the time, okay? And they can't breathe while they're while they're fully asleep, while they're unconscious, whereas humans. Oh, they're just humans floating can. in the
1: water and they they're so they've, mammals, got to float. So they've got to
2: get to the top. Yeah, they've got to float very close to the top of the water with their blowholes there so they can mm-hmm. sort of breathe. Um, or they can or they swim very slowly across the top of the water. Mm-hmm. And when they want to rest their left side of their brain, they yeah. close that eye and then they sleep, but they have their right eye open waiting just in case awake. anyone tries to attack. Yep. So the right side and of their then, brain, is, brain is awake. Then they close the right side of the eye and then they, that makes their right side of their brain sleep. Well, is it like humans where it's
1: sort of the opposite side of your brain is responsible for the opposite side of the body or are they, are they both on the same side?
2: Um, so I don't, I, I don't know. I haven't talked to many of them, to be honest. <laughs> haven't to perform my own tests. That's
1: crucial. Well, that's, that's pretty cool. Are you sure that's just because of how they sleep and they just don't have like a gambling debt with the mafia, which causes them to sleep <laughs> yeah, with one exactly. eye open? <laughs> is that
2: for sure? Uh, well, what, is, what am I going to get? Are you going to get a mind blown or a mind, blown? mind Thank you very much. All right, here yeah, we go. one eye open dolphins. Well done. Fact number two, um, a quarter... Of all of your bones in your whole body mm-hmm. are in your feet. Uh, <laughs> my old, Oh, what? Wrong. Yeah. 26 bones per foot, 52 no. total. There's 206 bones in your body. No. That's a quarter.
1: No. Um, primary school, learning that. Learn how many bones kids have versus how many bones adults have. It's a lot more. It's like 300 to 200, something like that. And bones in your feet, No. I my my brain has matured enough to withstand the forces of that fact. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Well, what about this final one? Producer Bron uh, stepped up to the plate with this one. Oh, you got a fact, Bron? Sent me a little text message yesterday afternoon. Said, "Oi, just in case you you need something for mind blown, right?" And she, the way she said it, I could tell that she personally had. A little bit of brain goop still on her phone <laughs> as she typed because there was a little bit of uh, excitement in what uh, what she wrote. Mm. She said, uh, "Hey, just in case you need a mind blown, apparently the Trojan horse wasn't a real thing that happened. Didn't happen. Yep, historians have all agreed that it didn't happen. The place of Troy is true, but yeah. apparently the Trojan horse is just a myth. Mind blown, blown
1: away. Well, that's annoying because that." That's a really good story, which is a very good meme template recently as well. (laughs) Yeah,
2: that has been a really good meme template.
1: So someone just, like, made up that story as as a uh, myth. Like, um, I don't know, are you telling me that, like, Wee Willy Winky didn't run through the town (laughs) or something? Like, is this... Is this
2: now just a fictional tale? You know, there's probably a whole lot of stories that we've been told that were never real you know, now that I think about it. I mean, it does kind of sound far-fetched now that I think <laughs> about it. Do you know what? I've been starting to question whether Noah really did have <laughs> all of the animals on a single boat. Like, I, I genuinely am starting to wonder.
1: But then the um, the chaser did that incredible sketch where they literally made a big wooden horse and tried to get it in places and, it, like, Channel 9 <laughs> let it in into the props department Even, like, the Australian ADF base let it in and then the (laughs) the woman yells out, check to see what's inside first. And then the rest (laughs) of the dudes were in there in, like, Roman uniforms and they came out screaming. (laughs) It was brilliant. Um, Anyway, that's pretty mind-blowing, Matt. But is it as mind-blowing as our listener submitted facts? Uh, You can always send us a voice memo at matt.and.alex with your mind-blowing facts, as Joni has done.
0: Hey, Matt and Alex. Here's a mind-blowing fact for you that I just discovered. Did you know a club sandwich actually is referring to chicken lettuce under bacon? Mind blown.
2: Uh, my old <laughs> I, Well, I don't grind. believe that. Yeah. Well, I don't know what you mean there, Joni. Cl- chicken lettuce under bacon. C-L-U-B. Oh, an acronym. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think that's what I think that's what they're saying, yeah. Yeah, well what's a what's a blat then? Bacon well, that's lettuce avocado, avocado, bacon or... lettuce avocado and tomato. Yeah, that's definitely the mm, acronym B.L.T.
1: And the other sandwiches yeah. with the acronyms. All right. Well, thank you, Joni. Um, with that clarified, I rescind the mild groan and give you this mind blown. <laughs> oh
2: no, nah, I'm not buying it. All right, next one. <laughs> All right, let's see what
1: Melissa's mind blowing fact is.
0: I'm reading my four year old's book about bees. Did you know? One teaspoon of honey equals the lifetime work of 12 honeybees. And one jar of honey equals 88,500 kilometres of flying. That's one and a half times around the world. Whoa. Mind blown.
1: Yeah, I'll cop that. That is a lot of hard work. Just to um, be drizzled over someone's bloody cornflakes in the morning, isn't it?
2: Oh my God, 12 worker bees to produce a single teaspoon of honey their whole life.
1: A twelfth of a teaspoon.
2: Oh, we drizzle honey all over Sophia's wheat bix in the morning.
1: Oh, no, I feel terrible. You may as well drizzle the corpses of 12 bees <laughs> upon... <laughs> her meal matter oh <laughs> such as the uh, careless abandon you uh you use that with. How about that? Oh, oh, oh man. No.
2: <laughs> well I feel terrible. All right, well thank you very much for that fact. That is mind-blowing. and I think,
1: I think the bees need to unionise. That is, that is really, really difficult work for them um, for not a not a massive return. So um, thank you very much for your mind-blowing facts. Please do get them through. See so if you can blow our minds at matt.and.alex. We'll be back with Mind Blown for another week. I love wine and everything about it. What, are you into wine? I love wine. Now I'm at a gag that old Daddy Dyson used to bring out. And I've heard plenty of dads do a similar thing when, you know, sometimes you just you head to the toilet and you're on there for a bit longer than expected, you know. I don't know, mm. a few extra meetings added to your, to your work day in there. Um, or in the case of a friend. I had a school growing up, took his Game Boy Advance in. This is pre-phones, but the old Game Boy Advance in, hour and a half on the dunny there. <laughs> it's not bad. But one of the jokes, <laughs> they used to say you walk out, someone's there, oh, did you fall in? Did
2: you, did you fall uh,
1: in? That's yeah. um, always you, you, know, you roll your eyes at that. but um,
2: well, I mean, Don't joke. Don't even, don't even joke about that because are trying to toilet train Sophia now. Uh-oh. And uh, the, the fear of falling in is very real. Yep, Yep. she doesn't want to go anywhere near that toilet, trust me.
1: The old gaping ogre mouth that has uh, claimed many victims in the past, including my sister's (laughs) phone the other day. (laughs) Oh,
2: no. Yeah. She's there hungry things, aren't they?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love to gobble them up, but um, I only bring it up because in America, a gentleman in the men's toilets of the historic landmark theatre in Syracuse, New York, I think... Went for a little bit of an escapade and wound up in the vents and then falling down into the walls of the men's bathrooms where he was trapped for two
2: days (laughs) in the walls of the toilets. Now, that would be so scary because theatres are traditionally haunted. Oh, yes. From things like Phantom and the Opera and even just all the gigs where I've died. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) <laughs> the ghost of my ghost. career haunting the haunting the Melbourne the, uh, Town Hall
1: after your uh, <laughs> raw comedy performance. in Twenty,
2: but but look, you know here's a here's a little fact that most people don't know. Okay, because mm. this is what this is one of the first things we learned when I we went to drama school. Mm. If you've got a show, no catching the lift within four hours of your performance. Oh, really? Yep. Because there's a big lift in the theatre, you you know, you've got to go from the first level where the foyer is all the way up to the fancy... So it doesn't get stuck. Yeah, yeah, exactly, because if the lift gets stuck, then suddenly there's no Romeo on stage and it really is Romeo, Romeo. (laughs) Wherefore art thou Romeo? (laughs) Even though Um, that's not what it means. But anyways, (laughs) um, but yeah, this person definitely getting stuck uh, in a place a little bit more compromising than the lift. No, it was in the um, the
1: walls of the bathrooms. Theatre workers called emergency services at 7am on Friday morning after they reported hearing someone banging on the walls and yelling for help. Firefighters drilled a hole in the theatre wall, used fibre optic camera to determine his exact location, how I'd best get him out, and they drilled through the drywall um, and the tile to get this dude out. He was left in nothing but his, um, his birthday suit there. <laughs> along to the theatre, or
2: do you know, maybe you'd you get he...
1: hot in the walls, you'd have to take well, off the it. clothes. If,
2: if you are stuck in the walls, you would probably, you'd, you'd derobe. Probably. I'll tell you what, if you were in the toilets and you heard whispering through the walls, coming from the walls, you'd have no problem doing your business, would you? It would absolutely slide out of you. <laughs> you'd be so scared. You'd be like, what, am I, am I making things up? But the man has uh, been deemed to be okay, in an okay condition.
1: Yeah. As opposed to the other stories about O'Connor's brought in this week.
2: No, no, we're not bringing those up anymore. Um, but no criminal charges have been filed against him either. Mm. Trying, to, trying to do a mission impossible and then
1: unfortunately falling down between the the Dunny wall in in naught but the robes that you were born in. Not the greatest day out at the theatre. No. Better than some performances I've been involved in as well. <laughs>
2: well, uh, as they say here, Matt and Alex saw their breakfast, the show must go on. Uh, Matt, recently we did
1: ask you, and thank you so much for doing this, to uh, jump on australianpodcastawards.com forward slash vote and um, vote for your boys, Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast, for the Listener's Choice Podcast Award. Um, we're in the running. We won Moment of the Year last year, robbed that we weren't, Nominated for our Australia's Got Flatulence episode, can put it down to it maybe an administrative error where producer Braun thought it was too embarrassing to submit. But um, I would say that potentially, if it had gone, it would have gone all the way. So thank you so much. I like a few people commenting on Instagram saying voted for you guys. Saw some screenshots on Twitter. I voted. It's been, you've,
2: I voted I too. I mean, ever since I saw Election by uh, you know with Reese Witherspoon and Matthew McConaughey, no, mm. Matt Broderick, where. Um, you know, the I don't know, the nice person doesn't vote for themselves because they feel guilty about it and then they lose the election. Nah. I thought, no, nah, I'm chucking my vote in there, that's for sure.
1: No, no time to be humble when there's a Listener's Choice Award on the line. But um, one of the wonderful listeners who got in touch with their vote was Trent, who's joining us on the phone right now. G'day, Trent. Hey boys, how's it going? So good, man. Particularly when lovely people like yourself go take time out of your day to go to AustralianPodcastAwards.com.au forward slash vote. And well, actually, I don't think it's the you. Um, but to vote. And you did, it, you did it for us, man. So thank you. Well, I hope that I did it for you. Wait, what, what, what do you mean? That's why we've called you up, man. Matt doesn't I don't know, know what's this, going on here, by I the way. I saw your message. I
2: what's happening?
1: Do you want me to break it to him, Trent? Or do you want to break Matt the news? I'll let you break it to him. Nah, you break it to him. Is mate. there another oh, yeah.
2: Matt? Is there another Matt and Alex that you voted for or something? No, your boys Hamish and Andy might be up to something with the voting. So, oh. I got an email in summary that said, "Thank you for voting for Hamish and Andy." <gasps> what? Are you are you kidding so me? So you voted for us and then you got yeah. an email saying, thanks for voting for Hamish and Andy. It says that, but then when you click on the email, it mysteriously changes back to Matt and Alex podcast.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Okay. Are we saying that there's, that we've got to stop the steal here, Matt? Uh, uh, Hamish <laughs> and Andy trying to pull some voter election on Matt and Alex's legitimate election victory? They got to the- stop the count. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Your, well, Should we
1: stop the impression. count right now? <laughs> I mean, it's it, this this week. It was the anniversary, the one year anniversary of when Rudy Giuliani went to four seasons total landscaping and held a press conference about similar issues. Who do you reckon's behind it? Have they got some bots? Is it
2: China? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Are these votes coming from China, um, Trent? <laughs> so, what's going on here, uh, mate? I'm not sure.
2: I might have to get you guys to take it to the top. We're going to have to take this all the way to the top. Well, maybe we will. We either get Hamish or Andy, or if they are too busy for us, which they often are, we'll have to find someone from the IT department of the Australian Podcast Awards. Yes, to um,
1: investigate what's going on here because this could be the greatest election fraud that the world has ever seen should these um, ballots be getting mixed up.
2: Now, Trent, thank you for bringing this to our attention, but I dare say you need to hide, <laughs> all right? Yeah. Because yeah. they will come for you. Yeah. Now that you've you- un- exposed the 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 dodgery that's happening in this system, in this so-called democracy, right? Don't sham. be surprised if you're... Yeah, I'd, I'd turn on all the lights in the house before I step inside <laughs> tonight, mate.
1: All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll keep an eye on the shadows. Please do. Thank you, Trent, <laughs> yeah, for uh, getting in touch, too. and we will we'll chat to you beta man. And thanks very much for your uh, attempted vote. We we really appreciate it. No worries, boys. Good luck. All right, Matt, Give him a call. I want you to call up the Hilton Lawn Care, and I want you to say we're doing <laughs> a press conference because the world must know about this absolute despicable act. By the deep state. This isn't over. You're listening to...
0: This, this is Hamish and Andy.
1: Hang on. What, what was that? Whatever's happening, it just goes to show that you need to get out and you need to vote in greater numbers. Do not let H and A get away with this.
0: All day breakfast.
1: Well, thank you very much for listening to All Day Breakfast today for further reading on today's show. I recommend looking up the Guardian article from the 8th of June 2014, The Dolphin Who Loved Me, the NASA-funded funder- project that went wrong. Um, uh, <laughs> for the connected texts
2: Wait, regarding to the information. why did NASA have anything to... What does that have to do with space? Hey. I- How is that helping us get to Mars, man? (laughs) Just look up the
1: article. That's all I'll say. Uh, And make sure you head to um, the Australian Podcast Awards website so you can vote for listener's choice because we must... Make sure that this election is not
2: stolen, Matt. Absolutely. We're sleeping with one eye open when it comes to awards season. (laughs) Hey, uh, thanks again for joining us for another Matt and Alex. We'll be here with you tomorrow again. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
0: That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex. Listener.